It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is February 3rd, 2021. My name is Philip Rossenreich. I'm the expert in site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore. On today's episode of Locked On Magic... The Magic are national headlines for the wrong reason once again. Fred Van Vliet scores 54 points and yet another Orlando Magic loss. I'll explain why this loss has little to do with Fred Van Vliet and his big game and more to do with something very wrong with the Orlando Magic at their core. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a minute. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all to check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network. We're searching for every download podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows your team best. Want the Toronto Raptors' perspective on this big game? Check out Locked On Raptors. Want to get yourself set for Super Bowl 55? You know you do. Check out Locked On Bucks, B-U-C-S, to hear about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. No matter who your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search for every animal podcast for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. A lot has to go wrong for a player to score 50 points. Um, there's something wrong with the defensive scheme. There's something wrong with rotations. There's something wrong with the adjustments that are made. A lot has to go wrong defensively. But at, at its very core, too, you have to tip your hat to a player and his individual brilliance. Fred Van Vliet made a lot of really tough shots. He did a really good job manipulating the defense. Uh, and when the Magic tried to close him out at the three-point line, he was aggressive and attacked the basket. He got hot, and the Magic had no answers to slow him down. There, there weren't any answers to slow him down, frankly, because a lot, uh, a lot of his shots, and this is, I'm not taking any way, anything away from Fred Van Vliet. He made the shots. He deserved the big moment that he got. A lot of his shots were spot-up shots that are kind of built up from other moments in the play. Again, not taking anything away from Fred Van Vliet, he created a lot of his shot opportunities too. To get to the level that he was at takes a lot. Takes both bad defense, great offense, and a whole lot in between. Fred Van Vliet made 11 of his 14 three-pointers, including 8 in the first half. He scored 54 points on an extremely efficient shooting number. And... There's just little the Magic could do, or the little the Magic were doing, to knock him off course. They lost, they lost track of him several times. He beat him in transition. He beat closeouts. Fred Van Vliet deserves the headlines, deserves the recognition, deserves this opening kudos that I'm giving him. He was fantastic. But the Magic were still in this game. Fred Van Vliet alone did not beat the Magic. And so to focus solely on that, from the Magic's perspective at least, would be doing a disservice 
to the real reasons the Magic lost this game. And we're going to talk about the big, long-term, bigger-picture issues that led to this defeat at the very end of the at the very end of the episode. This is the sidebar piece of the episode. Why so much of what happened on Tuesday is about things the Magic have struggled with that they absolutely cannot struggle with. This was a tight game for much of the contest. Orlando scored the first 11 points of the game. They came out aggressive. They came out forceful. They came out ready to play. Certainly with a bit of a chip on their shoulder following Sunday's loss and yeah, probably dealing a little bit with some anger and frustration from losing yet another starting player in Aaron Gordon, at least for the next month, it seems like. Orlando started on their front foot. Evan Fournier was FIBA Fournier and was fantastic throughout the entire or throughout the early parts of the game, scoring 10 quick points for the Orlando Magic. 10 of his 21 very early. You expected Toronto to come back, and yeah, Fred Van Vliet had a big part in that with his early shot making, but Orlando was still in this game. Into the third quarter, Orlando was leading. Not in, maybe not in control, but they were leading. This was a back-and-forth affair, and it seemed destined to go down to the wire. But Orlando doesn't have the horses to do that. They didn't have the horses to maintain a 120-point pace. Nikola Vucevic started to go cold in the third quarter, and his frustration was written all over his face as he checked out of the game in the middle of the third quarter. And that's honestly where this game was over. This game ended because the Magic simply A, couldn't get stops on Fred Van Vliet as the, as the Raptors made five straight three-pointers during a 20-5 to run for them to finally take control of this game. The Magic, were, you could see the frustration on their faces. This game was lost in that third quarter run. It wasn't lost because Van Vliet made threes, and Van Vliet did make two of those five threes. So again, you, I'm not, I don't want this to be interpreted as me taking anything away from Fred Van Vliet. He had an incredible game, a historic game, and the Magic did not do enough defensively to stop him. But they didn't do enough defensively to stop anybody throughout the course of the game. There were pockets where their defense was really good, and the Magic gave themselves a chance to win. And honestly, the 108 points they scored... That should be good enough to win games. The way this team is built, the way this team is constructed, the way this team is played, that's going to have to be good enough to win games. And so if they're not matching their ball movement, if they're not matching things, if they're not matching the precision that they need with strong defense, they're going to lose games like this. And that's, frank, to me, frankly, that's unacceptable. Letting the frustration get to them to me, that is unacceptable. The way Van Vliet was able to score his last couple points on just pure miscommunication. On him just... I mean, he scored his 50th point on a backdoor cut where Evan Fournier and Cole Anthony just didn't communicate the switch and Van Vliet got an open layup. That kind of stuff was seen throughout the course of the game. And it is plainly unacceptable. Lose because you miss shots. Whatever. You can't control that. You, can't, you, have to, you have to win or you have to play Steve Clifford basketball, essentially. And the Magic were not doing that. The Magic were really struggling to stay connected defensively, to stem any tide, and, and to build the lead of their own. 
Orlando had control of this game or, or was you know in the game until the middle of the third quarter. And that's when they let go of the rope. And that's what you see bad teams do. Again, I don't care if the Magic lose every close game this season or lose fading away in the fourth quarter. They need to be competitive in these games. If, if Even if you're someone who doesn't believe winning should be the goal for the season, which it still should be. But even if you're someone that's overwinning and just wants to, want to see young guys develop, put young guys like Cole Anthony in close games. Put young guys like Chuma Okiki in close games. Make their minutes matter to winning and losing. That's the whole point of this project that, that Jeff Waltman's undertook in the last three years. Make winning and losing matter. Make that kind of pressure matter. And that's not what the Magic are doing right now. That's not the way the Magic are playing right now. Winning and losing isn't... It's, it, the Magic are not making winning plays. They're not losing because the other team is making better plays. They're losing because they are giving the games away with their effort, with their focus, with their intensity, with their precision. You expect to make some mistakes for sure. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the Magic need to play perfectly for me to be satisfied. You expect the team to make mistakes, but you expect them to learn from them. But Orlando had 17 turnovers in this game, leading to 37 Toronto points. They essentially, they didn't score on every turnover, but they essentially scored on every turnover. Every mistake the Magic made cost them dearly. With threes by Fred Van Vliet, by the way. And these were mistakes of driving too deep into the paint and passing it out to no one. Organizational mistakes. Which again, maybe because they're playing with lineups that are unfamiliar, you can understand. But a lot of it was just over-aggression and no one really knowing how to react. And it's okay if that happens once or twice, but it happened over and over again. Evan Fournay had at least three turnovers where on a pick and roll, he just drove too deep and tried to force a pass that wasn't there. Or tried to kick it back out to the perimeter where no one was there. Stuff that leads to runouts and easy baskets. Cole Anthony had a few of those too. I expect a few of those from Cole Anthony because he's a rookie. Nikola Vucevic had a few plays where he put the ball on the floor and just Kyle Lowry hit him from the, came from the blind side and stole it from him. Just literally took the ball away from him. This is all stuff the Magic can control. And right now, they're not. They're not getting beat because they're getting out-executed or their defense is getting out-leveraged all the time. They're getting beat because the Magic are beating themselves. And that's unacceptable. Frankly, with the effort that the Magic put in offensively, with the energy that they played with, this should have been a win. But they did not do their jobs on the defensive end. They did not play intense enough on either end of the floor to get the job done. Orlando had this game. Maybe not had, maybe that's too strong a word, but Orlando was in this game. This is a game that at the very least should have gone down to the wire. But the Magic let go of the rope for six and a half minutes. Gave up 20 points, including five three-pointers on stuff that they have shown in the past they can defend well. This isn't rookies making mistakes. These are veterans making mistakes. 
And that's just not going to get the job done. The margin for error for this Magic team is extremely small. And you don't want to see a team get embarrassed with the way Fred Van Vliet was embarrassing them. And maybe embarrassed is a strong word because he played a really good game. And the Magic had good defense on him on occasion that he just beat. But the Magic just were not in tune with whatever game plan they had for him. Or if that was the game plan for him, they got burned really, really badly. The Magic, quite simply, have to get back to basics. And that's really what we're going to talk about here as why the Magic lost this game. The Toronto Raptors defeat the Orlando Magic 123-108. to We're going to run through the final box score here coming up in just a moment. But first, the holidays finally behind us. The new year is here. And even though getting a good night's sleep is much easier said than done, our good friends at CBDMD have exactly what you need to sleep harder than the NBA media is sleeping on Chuma Okiki. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. CBDPM blends 500 milligrams of high-quality CBD with melatonin, valerian root, chamomile, and other sleep-promoting ingredients to create a powerful and effective sleep aid. And if you want to relax a little bit before bed, their new CBD bath salts fuse superior CBD with Epsom, Dead Sea, and Himalayan salts to turn any bath into a luxury experience and are available in lavender or eucalyptus scents, as well as soothing nighttime blend with melatonin and calming herbs. To make it even easier for you to get your year started off right, they're offering all our listeners 25% off your next order when you use the promo code NBA at checkout. Once again, that's cbdmd.com, promo code NBA for 25% off your purchase of superior CBD products from CBDMD. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're covering everything you need to know about the Orlando Magic here on Locked On Magic, but what about the rest of sports? Magic are probably on the front of people's minds as a secondary player, I guess. Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts. Let's run through the final box score for you as the Orlando Magic fall to the Toronto Raptors, 123-108. to uh, Honestly, the Magic's offense was pretty good in this game. I felt like um, they, they had 108 points per one of possessions, which is still below the league average. It felt like the Magic played a lot better offensively. Um, certainly, it's better than the Magic's season average, so that, that they'll, they'll get a little bit of a boost from there. Um, Orlando did a lot of really good things throughout the course of the night. They did shoot 46.1% from the floor, 14 for 38 from beyond the arc, so Orlando was able to uh, get some of their offense moving. Evan Fournier scored 21 points, 10 of his 21 coming in the first quarter, 7 for 15 shooting, just 1 for 5 from beyond the arc. He did get to the line for 8 free throw attempts, 6 for 8 from the foul line. Um, Fournier's done a really good job of getting the foul line all year. It's actually been one of the, the more positive things from him. Um, he was aggressive and really playing within the flow early in the game, but 
with Aaron Gordon out and the team needing a, a kind of primary creator, um, you know, because Cole Anthony isn't quite doing that yet, not fully, although I'll, I'll get to him in a little bit. Um, Fournier sort of really forcing shot, forcing shots and forcing passes, and, and this is the Evan Fournier we don't like. Um, I thought early in the game he was playing like FIBA Fournier. The Magic need FIBA Fournier right now. Um, and, and, and if you remember FIBA Fournier, just really good at getting to his spots, getting his shots up, you know, not trying to do too much, but still playing a very prominent role in the offense. The Magic need that Evan Fournier. Um, in this game, really struggling to read pick and rolls, really struggling to just make good plays. And, and again, I think a lot of these turnovers that we're seeing are aggressive turnovers. There's certainly some stuck turnovers where they're just in a hole and they're they're kind of throwing blind passes and not not making good plays. There's a lot of turnovers that that are happening though that are um, that are you know aggressive turnovers or just turnovers of a guy trying to do too much. Um, with so many guys out, it does feel like a lot of players are trying to do too much. They don't need to do that. They just need to be themselves. I mean, they're going to get more opportunities to do it, but they, they need to be themselves and just play within themselves still. And I think that's really the biggest mindset that has to change for Orlando. 10 of Orlando's 17 turnovers came from their two main ball handlers, Evan Fournier and Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony scores 16 points, grabs 7 rebounds, shoots 7 for 12 from the floor, 1 for 3 from beyond the arc. Um, Cole's, you know, had a really nice game, I have to say. Um, I thought that he was aggressive offensively. He was able to get to the basket a few times. Um, it's taken him a while to figure out how to finish at the rim. That's going to continue to be an issue for him uh, as he just learns how to play in this league. Uh, you know, I think the game is starting to slow down for him. But again, turnovers were an issue for him. Going up against two very good defensive guards, very, you know, seasoned defensive guards in Van Vliet and Kyle Lowry. Uh, Cole Anthony just really struggled. Um, you know, again, just making simple plays. And, and again, some of it's rookie mistakes. He's going to make these mistakes. It's going to cost the team a little bit, but hopefully it'll pay off in the long run. What you want to see is him to continue getting better at those reads. I thought one thing Cole Anthony did really well in this game, and Evan Fournier did it to a certain extent too, is really pick up the team's pace, get them into their offense quicker, uh, and get them playing at a, a, a faster tempo and a higher level. And I think that really boosted the offense. Again, we're not talking about an offense that was scoring a ton of points um, but 108 points per 100 possessions, 108 points total anyway, um, is certainly better than the Magic have played. Uh, so I will take the progress, at least for now. Um, again, I think that this is something that's going to develop and it's going to have some hiccups throughout the course of the season. Uh, so Cole Anthony doing some good work there. But again, turnovers were just such a huge issue. Uh, the, the Raptors made the Magic pay for every single turnover they committed. So 10 turnovers between Fournier and Anthony, it's not going to be good enough for this team. They have to be more efficient with the ball. We'll get to that coming up in a moment. Nikola Vucevic with another strong game as well. 21 points, 9 for 19 shooting, 2 for 7 from beyond the arc. 18 rebounds, 4 assists. The Magic's best offense came when they ran, when they got the ball into Nikola Vucevic at the high post or on top of the three-point line. Uh, he did a really good job just distributing and keeping the Magic moving. Guys play really well off of him. Um, issues for him, as well as for Ken Birch, uh, came when they put the ball on the ground. The Raptors were doing a very good job poking uh, and trying to steal the ball away from Biggs who put the ball on the ground, just crowding them in the paint. It was starting to get to where the Raptors were just doubling Nikola Vucevic every time he touched the ball. Um, I think Vucevic is going to have to get used to that kind of treatment. Um, he found ways to get himself involved, but again, just a frustrating end. Uh, he really struggled at the beginning of that, that decisive run in the third quarter. Um, Vucevic is playing more minutes. He played 37 minutes in this game. The Magic are really leaning on him uh, to get them through these games. Um couple other notable performances as well. 
Um, Dwayne Bacon had 15 points, a lot of that in garbage time, but four for six from beyond the arc, certainly a positive for him. Dwayne Bacon has, you know, again, Magic shouldn't be relying on him as much as they are. He's got obvious flaws, um, but he's been a nice surprise for the team. He's produced a lot for this team and, and given them at least a chance to stay competitive uh, for a good chunk of their games. Chuma Okiki actually made his date, his return to the court, uh, his first time playing since December 31st uh, as he's back from the bone bruise. You know, again, for a guy that has not played in a month, looked really good. You know, maybe some of that was just adrenaline, but uh, he quickly found his confidence in this game. Career-high 10 points, 4 for 5 shooting, 2 for 2 from beyond the arc, and and 3 assists. Really good job just playing within himself. And I talk about guys who just, just play within yourself. Don't do anything more than you would normally do. Um, you know, work within the offense. Chumo Kiki was a perfect example of that and why... Doing that can really help boost your individual play as well as the team's play. He moved the ball effectively. When he was comfortable taking a shot, he took a shot. And yeah, you know, he took one dribble pull-up that was really tough, but it was a, a good look and he and he made it go in. And his conference was really flowing. So a really nice return for Chuma Okiki. Um, you know, he said after the game that he made a couple of defensive mistakes. Certainly they were there. He's a rookie. You know, they put him up against Pascal Siakam like right when he, he got back in the game. Um, right when he got into the game, and it was just like, yeah, that's 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 a tough matchup for a rookie. And Siakam took him to school a little bit. Um, but overall, Okiki had a really, really good game. Uh, I think there's a lot to be happy about having Chuma Okiki back in the lineup. James Ennis also had 10 points as well for the Magic um, as they uh, hung tough in this game for a long time, but it ultimately fell 123-108. to 108. Of course, the Raptors had plenty of strong performances. 54 points from Fred Van Vliet, 17 for 23 shooting, 11 for 14 from beyond the arc, 9 for 9 from the foul line. Magic had no answers for him defensively, either at the three-point line, off the ball, in the paint, you know, wherever. Just to really just, the Magic just did not have a good defensive game plan for him at all. Kyle Lowry did a lot of the work setting him up. 14 points, 10 rebounds, 10 assists, and 4 steals for Kyle Lowry, really make, really showing that he can contribute even if he's shooting a really poor 4 for 11. Norman Powell goes 23 points, 4 for 9 shooting. Toronto makes 20 of 45 three-pointers. That's the key in this game. And again, sure, 15 of those 20 came from Fred Van Vliet and Norman Powell, but they all count the same. The Magic just sucked into the paint way too much, giving up three-pointers. Toronto shoots 48.2% from the floor and 23 for 25 from the foul line, which is actually a big, big deal for the Orlando Magic. The Orlando Magic again fall to the Toronto Raptors 123-108. to a disappointing defeat, but one that has follow, followed, uh, unfortunately, a very disturbing pattern for the Orlando Magic as they try to make progress and get themselves back on the right track. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But it is Super Bowl week. The Super Bowl is this Sunday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers taking on the Kansas City Chiefs. They're in the game. They're ready to go at Raymond James Stadium on Sunday. Are you ready? I, I said it. Are you ready? Well, if you're ready, there's only one place that can get you in the game, has you covered, and the one place that we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Whether it's the Super Bowl, whether it's college basketball, the NCAA tournament coming up next month, or NBA games every day, don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action, and don't forget to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Remember, check out betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 
The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. March Madness is just a month away. And the future of the NBA is on display right now. I know a lot of Magic fans are already thinking about it. Get a head start on next year's draft class and next year's draft analysis by subscribing to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast. Draft guru Chad Ford has his first Big Board of the Year out with profiles of the top prospects, names you're probably going to want to know, like Cade Cunningham, Jalen Suggs, Evan Mobley, and a whole lot more. Subscribe to Chad Ford's NBA Big Board podcast wherever you get podcasts. My obsession for the Orlando Magic probably over the last week has been lamenting that the Magic aren't playing Orlando Magic basketball. I mean, I think Ken Burch said it really well um, about a week ago now that that we're just not playing Orlando Magic basketball. There's there there for a lot of players on this team, there is a definitional feature of Orlando Magic basketball, what it means to play Orlando Magic basketball. This isn't some abstract thing. This is something that they have done, that they have worked for, that they have built over the last two years and have seen be successful. The Magic are not hiding from anything. They know they have a way to play and they know that it can be successful. Steve Clifford's talked about it. Players have talked about it. And just right now, the Magic haven't been able to get it together. It is supposed to be a style of play. It is supposed to be a mentality. It is supposed to be a, a way to play that can supersede injuries. You know, Maybe you're not winning every game. Maybe you're not winning games at the same rate or level that you, you would, but you're still doing a lot of the same things consistently enough to be competitive. I look at a team like the Toronto Raptors who have dealt with a lot of injuries and a lot of struggles. They're still playing the same way that they played Last year, two years ago. It may not be as effective. It may not be as in, uh, uh, the same, but the, the same process is the same way. And, you know, the Raptors dealing with a three-game losing streak facing the Magic, they said, we're going to do this one thing really well. We're going to cram the paint and make it hard for the Magic to operate inside the paint. And it worked. It's a big part of the Raptors' defensive system. And they're as they get their defense back, they're focusing on what makes them truly unique? What makes them so successful? And doing that really, really well and then branching out from there. I think in this kind of a season, that's what you have to do. And the Magic just haven't been organized enough on either end, and the injuries have played a major role in that, to stake a claim to who they are. To stake a claim to say, this is the way we're going to play. And this is how we're going to be successful. I think that that's really at the heart of what the Magic's problems are this year. It's not about the injuries, although they've certainly hurt. Problems are the Magic aren't playing Orlando Magic basketball, as everyone has come to define it the last two years. 
Maybe that hasn't been made particularly clear what Orlando Magic basketball is. Certainly there's cynics out there who would say there's no such thing that the last two years were a mirage, which is wrong. But it deserves a definitional uh, 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 writing. It deserves to be said, spelled out clearly, what is Orlando Magic basketball? Remember when Jeff Waltman introduced Steve Clifford? He said Steve Clifford teams are hard to play against. They don't make mistakes. They make you beat them. They aren't going to hand you anything. They're not going to make it easier for you to to beat them. And it is here, especially against the Raptors on Tuesday, that we're seeing the magic struggles really come out. Like I said, Fred Van Vliet had an incredible game. But like so many issues with the magic, it's not about the shot. Whether you make or miss shots is something that's largely out of your control. It's the things that lead to that shot that are causing the problems for the Orlando Magic. And if you want to know why they lost Tuesday's game, again, it's not about what Fred Van Vliet did. If you want to know why the Magic lost this game, it's because of what the Magic did, what the Magic failed to do, and what the Magic have failed to do throughout the course of the season. How do you become difficult to beat? How do you become a team that doesn't beat itself? You don't turn the ball over. You don't commit fouls that send teams to the free throw line. You don't give up fast break points. You don't give up the easy opportunities. And in all three categories, the Magic have seen fairly significant slips that point to a larger problem of discipline and attention to detail on both ends of the floor. The Atlanta Magic have always been a low turnover team under Steve Clifford. They were fourth in the league last year with a 12.9% turnover rate. And in 2019, they were at a 13.3% turnover rate. This year, the Magic's turnover rate is at 13.8%. The team is seventh in turnover rate. It's not terrible. It's not the elite level that the Magic are at because the Magic have a small margin for error. But it is not terrible until you look a little bit deeper. The team's defense has not been able to get stops in transition. Orlando is giving up 17.7 points off turnovers this year, 20th in league. So they have the 7th best turnover rate. So they're turning the ball over essentially the 7th fewest times in the league. But teams are converting off these turnovers in a way that they haven't before for the Orlando Magic. Orlando's giving up 17.7 points off turnovers. That is 20th in the league. Last year, They were second, giving up 14.3. In 2019, they were third, giving up 14.7. You might say, that's only three points per game. That's a small margin. Sure, absolutely. But it's these margins that determine games, especially when you're a 500 team where one win or one loss tips you over the scales for a playoff berth or what have you. These small margins matter. And in Tuesday's game, the Magic gave up 37 points off 17 turnovers. So they turned the ball over a lot more than they normally would, and they gave up a lot more points than they normally would. The same thing happened in Sunday's game. The Magic gave up 22 points off 11 turnovers. And this feeds into the other problem that comes with this, and that's transition, fast break points. The Raptors scored 29 fast break points on 11 for 17 shooting in Tuesday's game. As Steve Clifford has put it, stopping teams in transition is one of the easy is one of the easiest things to, you can do in the league. 
It's not about talent. It's not even necessarily about organization. It's about effort to get back and repel fast break opportunities. And the Magic have conceded some fast break opportunities because they're going after offensive rebounds and they've admitted this. But it shouldn't be this bad. This season, Orlando is giving up 13.9 fast break points per game. 24th in the league. 24th in the league. The last two years, they were among the stingiest fast break defenses. Giving up 11.9 per game last year, that was 4th in the league. And 12.7 per game in 2019, 9th in the league. So again, just like with the, the points off turnovers going from a top 10 team to a bottom 10 team, the Magic on fast break points have gone from a top 10 team, one of the elite teams at this, at this skill, to one of the worst teams, to a bottom 10 team. Again, we're talking about margins here. The turnovers the Magic are committing are leading directly to points to the other team. They're not allowing the defense to get set and allowing the Magic to have a chance to get these kinds of stops. And it is this discipline that is so vital to what the Magic do. It is this discipline that has enabled the Magic to compete and make the playoffs in the last two seasons. And it's this discipline that the Magic have lacked this year. How many times, even in just Tuesday's game or in the last week, they've seen the Magic make a turnover and immediately the head, a player's head ducks instead of getting back on defense? At the end of the first half on Sunday, Kyle Lowry took the ball all the way up the court on an inbounds after it made basket to score at the buzzer. In this game, there's one possession for sure where the Raptors just beat the Magic's defense before they could get set. These aren't... This isn't Fred Van Vliet making three-pointers. These are all preventable issues. Preventable mistakes that are costing the Magic... Again, maybe not wins, but chances to compete. Chances to win the game. That's all we're asking for here. Give yourself a chance to win the game. And it's been a while since the Magic have had a chance to win a game. They got blow, they've been blown out their last... What, four games now, essentially. The Charlotte win is the last time they were competitive. It's been a week. All this stuff is preventable. It just takes some discipline, a little bit of organization, and be and being in tune with the game plan. This has been the problem all year. The problem all season has been a lack of attention to detail. Even when Markel Fultz was healthy, a lack of attention to detail has been the has been the biggest thing holding this team back. It's not about talent. It's not about who's in or who's out of the game. It's about execution, precision, and attention to detail. And yes, this team hasn't had much time to practice. Yes, the injuries have put different lineups that these these players are probably not used to playing and probably have don't have a lot of experience working together with. Those all make it harder. But it doesn't mean that the Magic should have forgotten everything that they've done over the last few years. It doesn't mean that the Magic should be this bad at things that they were previously so good at. These aren't schematic things. Clifford, you know, Steve Clifford, I think you can blame him a lot for a lot of different things this year. And I don't think that he's blameless for how far this team is falling, uh, even with the injuries, even granting the injuries. 
But this is all on the players. This is all on veteran players too who are quickly giving in to the frustration of this season. Instead of doubling down on what made this team so good. And that's what I mean by the Magic are not playing Orlando Magic basketball. They're not doing these simple, basic things that are essential to their chances to win. And the Magic are going to continue sinking down the standings. And frankly, my concern is that they can't get this back. They know they can do this. They've done it before. But losing is unfortunately very infectious. And you have to still maintain some winning habits. The Magic aren't doing that right now, and that's why they're in the position they're in. And that's what has to change before anything else does. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. Search your tune in Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places on the podcast to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That's going to do it for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. For Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.